Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Western and Southern Financial Group. Put our financial strength behind you. It's westernsouthern.com. All right, welcome into another edition of the Gym Day Podcast. I'm so glad, so thankful you chose this podcast. You continue to listen, so we continue to do it. Quick shout out once again. We've started a YouTube venture. It's called Extra Bases with me. Extra Bases with Gym Day. And it's a behind-the-scenes type of stuff. Um, that you wouldn't otherwise see, check it out on the Reds YouTube channel or just go to YouTube and search for Extra Bases with Jim Day or you could put my name in. You could probably put Nerd in and I'd come up. So not hard to find. And we would ask you to subscribe to the Reds YouTube channel and subscribe to the show just as you subscribe to this podcast. So we very much appreciate that. Now we're branching out today. I love this guy, Brent Suter, except when he's on the mound pitching against the Reds for the Brewers. But he's a Cincinnati kid, a man of Moeller, Harvard graduate, very smart, very funny. In fact, I've dreamed of him being a Cincinnati Red only because for what I do, he's gold. So I wanted to tap into Brent Suter, and there's no better time to do it now because he's, well, he's obviously a Major League Baseball pitcher, player. He's environmentally conscious. He's an impressionist. And now he's a writer. He wrote a children's book for his son, Liam. It's called The Binky Bandit. And you can get it on Amazon or any of the places that you get books. I highly recommend this book. We're going to talk about that coming up. And there'll be some impressions along the way. But we're going outside of the realm just a little bit, but Cincinnati kid. And we love that. We support anything Cincinnati and still makes his offseason home right here in the Natty. So hope you enjoy it. Our talk with Cincinnati's Brent Suter. All right, let's welcome into the Gym Day podcast Cincinnati's own. Brent Suter. Should I call you Major League Baseball player? Should I call you <laughs> environmentalist? Should I call you impressionist? Or should I call you a writer? That's a, that's a great question. Um, I say Major League Baseball player, I guess, for now, in this, in this <laughs> circumstances, make, makes sense. <laughs> well, you, are, uh, you have written a children's book, The Binky Bandit. We'll mm-hmm. talk about that here in a moment. But um, I want to shoot you some baseball stuff right off the bat, if you don't mind. If he's a molar man. 
what's it like being a molar man in this town? Because it comes with a uh, some prestige in this town. Let's face it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it's really cool to kind of go out there and represent Molar High School. Uh, I know there's a lot of other guys uh, that have been in the big leagues, big time careers in the big leagues, a couple Hall of Famers, um, and a lot of guys that are right on that cusp too of being in the big leagues right now. Um, a lot of guys who came right after me and. Uh, just an honor to be a part of that legacy, honestly. Uh, Ken Griffey Jr. was my favorite player growing up, like, and I lived all over the country before coming here in second grade, so I was a fan of him when I was out in California and Atlanta, and uh, he's my favorite player, and to be able to go to his same high school, which was ironically my dad's uh, high school as well, and all his brothers was a very big honor. Now, when you, uh, you're elsewhere and you say, I'm, I'm – Went to Moeller High School. Do you say, yeah, Ken Griffey Jr. went there, Barry, Lark <laughs> Barry Larkin went there. Are those names you drop? Well, honestly, a lot of people in Pro Bowl have heard of it. So, oh, like, I'll say, yeah. yeah, I went to Moeller. They go, wow, yeah, I that's, like, the only school I know in Cincinnati because, like, <laughs> guys they've played with <laughs> and stuff. So, it's, uh, yeah, ironically enough, it's I, they say, didn't, you know, this guy go there, that guy go there? And I was like, yeah. yeah, it's a pretty good history of guys going there for sure. So, yeah, that like I said, the legacy is something else. All the elder people and St. X people that are listening to this and anyone else that have gone to high school in Cincinnati cringing right now. Right, sorry. It is what it is. He's man of molar. All right, now, you go on to Harvard. Mm -hmm. Now, I've said this before. There are certain guys that I've interviewed that have really upped the IQ level on this podcast, which is not hard to do, by the way. <laughs> so I appreciate uh, you upping the level. What was it like going to Harvard? It was incredible. Um when I first got there, just like the, the campus welcomed everybody with open arms. Um, and then to be able to get to know my classmates. And then as we got to know each other more and more, how amazing these people were yeah. was something else. I mean, like you're talking about Teen Jeopardy winners, people who were saving, doing like huge type of ex experiments and life-saving medicines researched on like crazy stuff. And the amazing thing to me was how quality everyone was as an individual, you know, like how down to earth people were you you had your select few that were you know the snobby you know, the stereotypical elitist snobby like that that's still there Stereotypical. i went to Harvard. yeah yeah it's drowning when it rains kind of thing but uh <laughs> the vast majority of people i came into contact with there were incredible people like as genuine and as good people as you get so uh that was that was the coolest part for me were the people how about going through the minor leagues in, in pro ball? You know, everyone likes to razz and tease everyone. You say, I went to Harvard. It's someone that didn't know, and they're like, come again? Right, right. Did you get that, like, <laughs> for, for real? Yeah, they think I'm joking. Uh, and then there's definitely, <laughs> certainly in the first couple of years in the minor leagues, there was some good ribbon going on. You know, everyone, you know, my pitching coach in rookie ball called me, called me Harvard. He never called me Brent or Suit or anything. He just called me Harvard. <laughs> called you Harvard? Yeah, yeah, just kept calling me Harvard. I was like, okay, is that, is that your thing? How do I do it about me? Okay. <laughs> Uh, but definitely got some ribbon early. And then, you know, as I've gone on, there's still ribbon there and everything. But, um, shoot, some of my teammates just found out a couple of days ago that I went to Harvard. You know what I mean? Like, they were like, wait, you went to Ivy League school? Harvard? I was like, yes. I don't like advertising it too much, but I guess, you know, something yeah. to know about me. But, uh, yeah, so it's definitely it's died down in terms of the ribbing for sure. Well, I'm glad I brought it back then. That's, <laughs> that's, that's a beautiful thing. Right, right. Uh, you have now – I said, you know, writer, baseball player, impressionist, which I love. I actually did a bit with you on camera. I don't know yes. if you remember that. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. Jim Carrey is your guy. Now, why – was he just one of your idols growing up? Was definitely. Um, just like Ken Griffey Jr. was my favorite baseball player, he was my favorite comedian. So I would every day I'd be going to my parents like, all righty then, can we get a little dinner, please? You know, so, uh, take care now, bye-bye then. 
and I'd go to bed. So, uh, some, this is like audio that. only, folks. I wish you could see the facial expression <laughs> because it's dead on. Yeah. But uh, I did his impression growing up all the time. And then, uh, yeah, it just kind of became a thing. And uh, a guy I played with in the minor leagues, Tim Dillard, who's actually one of our media broadcasters now, was in, like a master impressionist. And he would just take me through what he, how he did things and all that stuff, uh, like what he would say, what he said, you know, like when he didn't have anything to say, what he'd come up with and all that stuff and just learn from him. And I, then I showed him my Jim Carrey. He's like, that's pretty good. You might want to use that, you know, a little bit. So I busted it out every now and then. And then, you know, it's been in the big leagues a uh, while now. So it's, it's been fun. Do teammates get sick of it at all? Um, probably, but they don't say it to my face too much, <laughs> but they probably do. <laughs> I love it. I, I don't think I could, I could get enough of it. Uh, right. I think the bit we did was, uh, you want to hear the most annoying? Yeah, right, right. right. Yeah, yeah. It was like, you want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> <laughs> the cross dies is the best. I should have shot video of that. Of course, I do have that on video, right, right, right. which is beautiful. All right, if... um. If I could interview Jim Carrey for a moment, can can you get into character like a Jim Carrey? Um, what would what would Jim Carrey say about this lowly podcast? You know, I've been on some podcasts in my day, and let me tell you, this one stinks on ice. No, <laughs> no, this is great. This is great. This is great. You know, I uh, you know, I've been I uh, fancy myself in autumn, but I love this podcast a lot. I love. Thank you for providing me the bottled water, but I decided to bring my own bottle myself. Thank you very much. <laughs> Gosh darn. Oh, see, I should, I should have taken this to the video form. <laughs> Missing out on that. So, Jim Carrey, what do you think about the, the brewers, the brew crew? What's you know, these last couple of weeks have been kind of grindy for the staff and for the, for the team in general. We had uh, 18 games and 70 days streak. That took some IL stints from us, but you know what? We're coming back healthy. We're coming back ready to beat the Red Legs this weekend. Can I get an amen? I can't give you an amen on that. I'm a, <laughs> yes, I'm a Reds nerd. Right podcast to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is a Red-centric podcast. By the way, I think you're the first posing player to be on this podcast. Really? I, th- I had Euchre on, so I guess he counts as a player, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's, yeah. A, that's an honor for sure. Well, I had to have the Cincinnati guy on. What's it like to come back and play here? You've I've done it several times, obviously now, but yeah. Um, is it died off as far as like people coming to see you play here, or um, I don't. In terms of like the family section being packed and going yeah. crazy, it's died off a little bit. But uh, there's still you know families coming to a lot of games. They're just you know more spread out now and kind of saying hey in the bullpen every now and then and. Uh, it's it, honestly, it's a dream come true. Every time I take the mound out here, it's it's awesome. I've I was telling someone else earlier. I've probably sat in every section in Great American Ballpark growing up. You know, like it just every, everywhere in this building I've been, and uh, to be able to go out there and pitch against the Reds is, is something else. It's my favorite trip in the big leagues by far. Do you still you still live here in the off season? Yeah, right? Yep. Yep. We uh, live out in Anderson Township. Um, we used to live in Mount Lookout, but we moved houses uh, this past winter. So. Uh, actually bought Wade Miley's old house. Oh, no. You <laughs> yeah. bought Wade Miley's? Is there yeah. are there ghosts in there or anything? <laughs> no, but hopefully there's some zeros because he's dominated <laughs> with the Reds. <laughs> he did. In fact, had a no no. Right. So right. Wow, you bought Wade. See the breaking breaking news here on the Jim Day podcast. <laughs> uh, actually, not breaking. It's old news, but it's breaking on this podcast. <laughs> Uh, you bought his house. Well, did you? Uh, did you have to negotiate with him or someone else? Well, we just did it straight up because he uh, found out that my in-laws were building a house right across the street in 2020, and he called me right away and said, "Hey, dude, 
I just found out your in-laws building a house across the street. I'm going to sell you this house when I'm done playing for the Reds. And I was like, whoa, that's something we'll think about. Thank you so much. You know what I mean? And sure enough, he held up to his word. So as soon as he found out he wasn't coming back here uh, this year, he reached out to me and said, hey, it's, it's yours if you want it kind of thing. And it's across the street from the in-laws? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Some in-law points you got. I know. It's crazy. Hold crazy. on. Now, this couldn't be a good and bad thing. Right. <laughs> right? I, I just thought about this. No, they're awesome. I mean, Obviously, you're in good with the in-laws. Right, right, right. Yeah, they're, they're incredible people. So, I'm so I feel really blessed to be uh, kind of in this situation. They they haven't moved in quite yet. They they built a house, so they're finishing yeah. up the building process. But, um, you know, very soon they'll be in there, and we'll be, we'll be rocking as neighbors. <laughs> Funny, funny dude, this Brent Suter, and we'll get back to him after this. Western and Southern is committed to helping make Cincinnati the best place to live, work, and play. That's why we're proud to sponsor the Strikeout Cancer Initiative. Every time a Cincinnati Reds pitcher strikes out a batter, Western and Southern makes a donation to the Barrett Cancer Center. We're all in this one together to beat cancer. Join Western and Southern in this mission to make our hometown better than ever. Western and Southern Financial Group, Cincinnati, Ohio. Jim Day here. I've teamed up with Swift to bring you the sounds of summer. And the sounds of summer. With the freshest selection of cuts from ribeyes to chops, Swift keeps this. <laughs> Going all season long. Baseball and grilling. Ask for Swift Meats at your local grocer. Good food, good moments. One great meal. Come together with Swift. When you are in Cincinnati and you're a kid, uh, you, how many times you come down here to the stadium? Total? Over, yeah. Probably around 100, I'd say, honestly. Get out of town. hundred? I, I came to games probably like I would go to eight to ten games a year for yeah. Year, this was the early two thousands. Yeah. Is that what the yeah. time so, like, frame we're talking about? Yep. Yeah. I remember coming to Riverfront when I first moved here, and then Great American when it opened came a bunch of times. Um, yeah, I would maybe eighty to hundred. I mean, wow. it was it was up there. But uh, I remember I came to a game here in 2015 after like AAA finished up, and then the next year I was in September, and then the next year in September I was pitching here. So it was just like crazy cool stuff like that. Was it surreal the first time that you pitched yes. here? Yes, uh, like really debutish de in terms of like the adrenaline and excitement and all that stuff. Um, it was it was something else, and then just hearing hearing my family you know roaring after you know I yeah. Got the, I remember the that out. I remember that game. Yeah, they were going crazy. Yeah, it was it was really really cool. Really I, cool. I love it when the Cincinnati guys come through here because it's uh you know it's always special you know it's a, yeah it's a, it's a special town even though Mike Vasallo used to work here right he put a black eye on the organization <laughs> for a long time yeah uh, I've heard I've heard that one. <laughs> oh wait he's sitting back there oh, hey, oh, my oh sorry gosh, I didn't see I'm you there so oh. sorry <laughs> Mike Vasallo used to work in uh, what would you call that media relations public relations what's the official title now. Senior oh. Director of Media Relations. Talk about drowning in the rain. The Milwaukee Brewers. <laughs> wow, that sounds so important. Yeah, right. But he delivered you here today. Because uh, I said, uh, hey, how long can I have? Okay, can I get 30 minutes? 30 minutes? What? <laughs> 30 minutes? Are you kidding me? Like, yeah, normally I go longer. I don't know. Like, Vado gave me 90. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, a few times. Joey. Yeah. Do it. Joey. No, he gets he, he he gets to go on. 
Yeah. And he did. He like we. I tried to get him to stop. He's done like three or four of them, maybe more. Oh wow. Uh, in spring training, I tried to get him to stop at like the fifty minute mark, and he's like, "What else you got?" <laughs> and then forty minutes later, we're still going. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Now he gets in that mode, so That's it's awesome. crazy. All right. I want to. I was looking up some video of you. First of all, the <laughs> the delivery. I love. I don't want to say. Let's just say different deliveries. Right. I just love them. Yep. I don't know why. I just hate the same mechanical stuff. Right. Where did this delivery come from? Uh, it was it was a morphed like guys who I played with in college are watching me pitch, going, "Dude, I don't even recognize your mechanics at all. Like, who who are you pitching?" Uh, so I realized coming into pro ball, I had a little natural cut to it, and then I realized the more I bent over, the more I would exaggerate that cut, and then I oh. started shifting way over to the first base side, and then it kind of got a little bit more deception, get a little more yeah. cut, and then during rehab. I realized I didn't like facing forward on from the windup. It kind of created too much like excess movement. So I started, you know, facing the first base uh, bag and then doing a little step back and then delivering. So that ha that change happened in 2019 during uh, Tommy John rehab. And then, uh, yeah, everything else since then has kind of been like little tweaks and he here and there of just trying to, you know, increase the cut, increase the deception, right. increase the you know effectiveness of the off speed stuff as well. What's it been like pitching for the Brewers? I mean, you guys have had some good years. It's been incredible. Um, I mean, you're talking – I was a 31st-round pick in 2012, and they gave me a fair shot every step of the way. Like, it was all – like I got a fair shake just like anybody else did, and um, the, the way they treated everybody meant really – meant a lot and uh, was is a big reason why I'm in the big leagues today is because they treated, treated me really fair and – um, they've been nothing but great to me in the big leagues too. Been playing for Craig Council, I've, I've never played for a different manager than Craig Council. Uh, he's the best manager in the game, in my opinion, you know, bar none. And he just he has so much feel for the club, so much feel in game tactical movements. It's incredible, and uh, you know, be a part of the you know, the front office is great too, and be a part of the group of guys that have come through here is it's it's an honor for sure. When I see Craig Council smile. I write down the date. <laughs> he just he's sweating buckets during the game, and he oh my god, some of these shots that we take, and you know we only yeah. see you 18, 19 times a year. Right. So, but you know the games I caught, other games I've caught too. I, you just go to him in the dugout, and he just like, it, it's like you know waiting on a baby to be born. <laughs> right. You know, it's like <laughs> right, right, yeah, like it, yeah, stressing. emergency, yeah, delivery type. Of, yeah, it is so funny, and we we give, we tease him all the time, but yeah, he he smiles a lot. When the game's not going on, and even like in moments after you know good outings or just like funny stuff happening, he, he'll let loose for sure and smile. But he is all business when it comes between oh, the lines yeah. for sure. No doubt about that. No, yeah. you weren't. You're not a high velocity guy. How tough? I mean, what did you say? Thirty first round pick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is getting it the hard way. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure you had to prove yourself at every level, even yeah. more than other guys, because of the you know this game has turned into hey, do you throw ninety five? You know, mm -hmm. those are some of the guys who don't even get drafted anymore, like right. the. Kyle Hendricks, I'm not sure he would, they draft him anymore. Right. Yeah, same here. Uh, yeah. Was it hard in that regard every step of the way? Um, Even though you had that lefty thing going, you got always got that lefty thing going. Yeah, so it was it's one of those things that was challenging. I definitely you know had to prove it a little bit longer maybe than some other guys, uh, but it made me better and it made me yeah. like more equipped for the big leagues. I would mm -hmm. say um, so. It's it was one of those things. I like at the time, yeah, there was moments of frustration. Like, man, I think I. I've earned this call up and not getting it, you know, that those thoughts run through your head, but I think it made me that much better and, you know, mentally tougher uh, to deal with the ups and downs of big league life, which is, which are crazy. When are you a free agent? Uh, after next season. So hmm. yeah, after 2023. Hmm. Okay. <laughs>
<laughs> you know what I'm thinking. I'm not even going to go there. You're so, you're so silly. As my son would say, you're so silly. Is that what he says? Yeah. So silly? You're so silly. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. Just throwing it out there. When you might be free to sign with anyone, including hometown teams. Uh, anyways, I, I, other video that I looked up, I, I, I just crack up at this, and I'm sure you get this all the time. The tumble. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Foot went completely out. So guys always ask me, like, even Victor Caratini, who was playing for the Cubs yeah. at the time, goes, what happened on that tumble, by the way? And my mud, the mud was caked so high on my cleats that I actually didn't have any separation between my, like, cleat level and the rubber, and my foot just went out. You know what I mean? Like, it just slid right out, and it was a very helpless feeling on the way down. And then <laughs> I actually, you know, kind of felt decent about the way back up. You know, I kind of gathered myself. I was just like, that was weird, you know. But uh, on the way down, I've never felt as unathletic in my life. <laughs> Well, I love that you tipped the cap. Yeah, yes. Tipped the cap. I had to I knew I could hear the bullpen guys going Just crazy. Dying, it was, it, yeah, it was the COVID year, so no one else was in the stands as I does. Heard all the bullpen guys had to tip the cap. You know, I, I saw remember RCA laughing at me. So it was, it was good times. I gotta tell you the dismount is a ten. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I stuck the landing a little bit. A, you yeah. stuck the landing. You, you may have felt yeah. unathletic while it was happening, but the yeah. way that you just stuck the dismount. 10 out of 10. I appreciate that. Yeah, I felt, I felt good about that. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever come close? Did you ever fall at any other level? Uh, not, th not that I can remember. Uh, I, I think in high school or something that my cleat caught, my front leg cleat caught, and I yeah. kind of tumbled a little bit. But we, Adrian Hauser just went down a couple weeks ago with us. <laughs> yeah. And Pitching Ninja, I don't know if you saw, but did like a side-by-side -side <laughs> yeah. mechanics of Adrian falling down, yeah. throwing a spike ball in me, just not even throwing it, just wiping out. And it was a very, very funny, very, very funny tweet. <laughs> YouTube the video, folks. Just Actually, just YouTube Brent Suter because a couple come up. Uh, that's one of them. Yeah, yeah. And the collision with the dugout yes. comes up, which yeah. you look at and you're like, oh, my gosh, is he okay? Yeah, yeah. It, it, I'll try to give you the visual. He's going for a foul ball. I mean, you were flat out getting it. Where is it in? Uh, it was against St. Lu St. Louis, Louis yeah. against, against the Cardinals. Yeah. To the Cardinals dugout and just bit the railing like hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I miscounted the steps in the warning track or something. But, I, I mean, I was focused on the ball, and I was trying to slide in the dugout. The ball ended up hitting my glove, but then I just, like you said, just absolutely crushed the dugout. I think I broke every net. You know, never net piece on that section. You and did break yeah. there is some pictures <laughs> yeah, of the yeah, net, yeah. which yeah. is a strong net. The net is built to like take a 100 mile per hour baseball. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I I took that thing to the cleaner, but I the my forearm luckily got in the way of my head and the rail, so oh. I just kind of hit my like you know, elbow or something like the meat you know yeah. muscle and was able to not have any concussion symptoms. I was good to keep going, but they said it was a 10 to one ball game and counts is just like, there's no way you're yeah. staying in this game. Like, well, they're very here. careful about it. Yeah, yeah. Whiplash, anything yeah. like that. Yeah. But I remember the first person I saw was Albert Pujols came out and was just like, dude, stay down, bro. Stay down, bro. You hit that hard, man. You know, that's Pujols was, was saying yeah, that. Yeah, Pujols was saying that. And then I saw Nolan Arenado who had just taken me deep and I was, Think in my head like that was a nice swing. That was a nice swing. Thanks for your concern, but even better swing. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. Yeah. All right, quick timeout. We'll be right back.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are there any other videos we should look up of you? Besides, uh, what, you were in a golf cart with a teammate. What were you doing? Impressions? That day? Yeah. What were you doing? It was a, it was a, a bullpen cart spoof video <laughs> that I did. Yes, yeah. yes. You did a very nice job nice. with that. Yeah, it, was, did that. it was me. Hater was uh, kind of the yeah. guest in the middle. And then JJ was uh, Harry, yeah. you know, playing Harry and all that. Jeremy Jeffers. And we did like a bullpark, you know, dub and dumber basically yeah. scene in, uh, in the bullpen cart. And it, it turned out really well. It was a lot, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the what, what lines did you drop from Dumb and Dumber in that day? Uh, it was like, we usually don't do this, but I'm going to go with my instincts on this one. Saddle up, partner. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> and then he gets in there, and then we do the mock, yeah, ing, and then the most annoying sound in the world. And then, uh, hey, there's some hitchhikers. Pick them up. You know, and then that, that's when the video <laughs> ends. But it, it turned out really well. Well, what's great is the, people probably think that don't know. Josh Hader's like, he's got to be a serious guy. He can't be the goof around guy he's very yeah very yeah. laid back as laid back as you ever yeah. get very funny guy uh he actually just had a kid a couple of days ago yeah um so that's really is he cool. still on the paternity list one more day on the paternity list doggone yeah. it he won't come out of the bullpen tonight <laughs> God, that breaks my heart <laughs> right right yeah <laughs> he is flat out nasty oh my goodness i, I mean that's crazy how nasty he is it's historic what he's doing really yeah. you look at it i mean he is he's one of the best he's on track to be one of the best relievers of all time and he just is so so good about so professional about how he goes about it um yeah. works really really hard before and after games i mean he's in there after the games getting work in like getting after it uh just making sure he's healthy and feeling good and if he pitches or not like it doesn't matter he's just always getting getting treatment and getting uh work in and yeah. uh yeah he's he's something else oh there is another video that i looked up uh you were doing an impression of uh what a uh was dinosaur it or was it oh, in oh, the, the, like the raptor call the or, raptor, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this video he comes out of the dugout and what is it the uh the the rockies mascot yes. right is yeah we is a, a raptor or something yeah yeah, yeah it was, I, I forget what his name is but we got in a little tussle and actually ended up hitting me in the face I, like we were filming the video but he actually hit me in the face he actually hit <laughs> yeah. you yeah it was hilarious I, not hard or anything but it was it was very funny and uh so it made it made for a quality uh quality fighting scene i guess <laughs> wow that was pretty good can you give us another raptor <laughs> Oh, this is the first time I wish this wasn't an audio medium. Uh, nonetheless, I think I saw you do uh, a Chris Farley impression mm -hmm. as well. Did you not? Matt yeah. Foley? Yeah, yeah. On Intentional Talk, it's like when I was like, my name is Matt Foley, and I am a motivational speaker. Now, you kids are probably just asking yourself, hey, Matt, how do we get back on the right track? One of those, but you can't do it at, like Chris Farley with the gut hanging over oh. the belt. You just can't. You can't replicate it completely. It's, it's yeah. one of the best skits of all time. The way that he leans over oh. and does his little side to side yeah. arm motions, oh like gosh. he's around his belt, yeah. is, and they just can't. The other actors yeah. can't. The other actors laugh. can't keep it. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that they didn't know that he was going to jump on the table and crash it. 
Yeah, I from what I read that they had no idea. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. That yeah, that was that was incredible. <laughs> so that's great. All right, let's. Uh, we got to talk about this book. Yeah. Um, children's book. It's called The Binky Bandit. Mm-hmm. Now, what was the inspiration behind this? Funny story. I just wanted to write a personal story for Liam to read. Like, Liam, at night. your son? Yeah, my son mm-hmm. Liam before bed. Um, we were reading all these random books, and I was like, I, we could get something more personal connection than that. And I, uh, at the same time, my dog Wally was crushing about four or five binkies a day, like just leaving piles of plastic all over the house. So really? I thought it was really funny. We were <clears throat> getting frustrated with how many binkies we were buying, but we, we thought it was hilarious at how obsessed he was with it. And so I ended up writing the story on a Google Doc, like a couple days and then I mentioned it in a Milwaukee Magazine article a couple months later that I was, you know, just reading Liam the story I wrote before bed. And a publishing company reached out to me, Orange Hat Publishing, who ended up publishing it, saying, "Hey, we want to read this story." Oh, that's I sent great. it to them, and they said, "Hey, we want to publish this." And wow! I was like, "Oh my goodness, sweet!" Uh, so, <clears throat> fast forward a year and a half later, here we are uh, releasing the book, and it's amazing. That is amazing. Now, what was the without giving it away? Mm-hmm. What's the uh, the story behind it? And it, I know you were. <clears throat> environmentally conscious person yeah in fact you go the extra mile which we'll talk about here in a minute as well it has a message in there yeah with that right yep yep so uh wally is destroying these binkies and he has this you know once he is about to destroy his brother's favorite binky with a painted baseball on it he has these thoughts in his mind of a the damage it'll do to his brother's relationship but b what the plastic waste will do to the planet and he goes on a little tour of the plastic waste kind of going in the ocean with fishies eating the binkies and then trash piles really high and he's looking from outer space going look at all this trash and so he has a turn of consciousness with that and uh, ends up you know getting the binky bandit kicking him out the door and you know sacrificing for the common good kind of thing so it, and then there at the end it's like a uh, top 10 ways to help the environment in your area and uh they were actually ideas given to us by kids in waukesha and out really? in wisconsin so uh it's wow really, yeah cool cool stuff that is cool now how old is, you, is liam now He's three and a half. Three and a half. Yep. So, have you read the book to him? Oh yeah, every what, night. What was yeah. the What was the first? I mean, the first time you read it to him, what was that like? Yeah, when I brought home the publisher's first edition, that was probably the coolest part of this whole experience I because bet. he just he saw it, his eyes lit up. He was like, "That that's Wally," you know what I mean? And then I turned the page and like he's like, "That's me. That's you. That's mommy." You know what I mean? And just reading <laughs> oh, it. that is great. Yeah, it was really cool. So, uh, and the illustrator Jaden Ellsworth, I got to give her some love. She did an unreal job with these yeah. illustrations, like. Yeah, exactly. they look really good. Yeah, exactly what I was talking about. Obviously, you got to have great illustrations for for kids that yeah, young. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so we read it every night before bed. He holds it and looks at pictures in the car. Really? Yeah, every he night? Oh, he that loves is it. great. I mean, and then, you know, when he gets older, he's always going to have that memory of yep. dad. I mean, that's yep. Yep. That really is special. very, very special. Um, when did you become so much environmentally conscious? And not only that, you want to do something about it. You're very public about yeah, it. Yeah, um, honestly, I've always loved nature growing up, but 2006 was a turning point for me when I saw an Inconvenient Truth documentary <clears throat> talking about the kind of the planet problems we have with our climate. Um, I just said, what is going on? And so from that point on, it was on my heart to do something about it. I knew I wanted to study in college, which I was fortunate to be able to do, and then wanted to do something with it in my professional life. Baseball worked out, which is great, but now that I'm using, you know, in this platform, I'm trying to use it for some environmental awareness and action. Yeah. You're Players for the Planet. Is that right? That yep. Yep. I'm a yeah, big member of, uh, or been a member of Players for the Planet for a couple of years. That's a Chris definitely. Dickerson thing, yes. right? Former yeah. Red. Former he Red. started it when he was here. <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Chris Dickerson. Chris Dickerson. Yeah. He's the man. He does great work. And then I'm also part of Eco Athletes, part of the Brewers Sustainability Council. Yeah. Um, doing 
trying to do some policy stuff, trying to do some tree planting, trying to do some, you know, waste saving around the clubhouse and around the stadium. So <clears throat> we're getting there. Um, I still think we could do a lot better job in baseball of limiting our waste and uh, trying to be a little bit more sustainable in our energy usage and all that. But uh, we're we're heading we're heading a direction that I think is going to be a, there's going to be a turn here pretty quickly. What's your number one? What's the number one on the list um, in society? <laughs> In society, trying to get away from the fossil fuel dependency and getting to closer to cleaner energy. And personally, I'm pro-nuclear. I don't want to get too controversial here, but I think nuclear energy is the only way we get to where we need to get to for our grid power without using fossil fuels. So fossil fuel use is really damaging to the environment, both in its... It's damaging to my wallet, but go yes, ahead. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> I know, I know. But I, that's why I'm for nuclear energy. Yeah, it's cheaper yeah. and it's cleaner. Yeah. Um, what to do with the waste, that's a problem. But like we, we can figure that out, I think. But uh, fossil fuel use is just <clears throat> the exploration of it and the use of it is really damaging the planet. And I think that's the number one thing we need to turn away from in our society and hopefully in the next decade or two um, <clears throat> get back to sustainable. Because no matter what fossil fuels, we're not going to be able to live off them forever. There's only so much, there's still a lot left, but there's only so much. Yeah, we can, I, we can I worry about up. the power grid too. We're using so much power. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow we're going to have trouble yeah. at some point, which uh, I'm not looking forward to. What, what can baseball do? What would you like to see baseball do? I would love, <clears throat> uh, I would love solar panels. I would love like as much generated from, from renewable energy, energy use as we could. Uh, I would love to see compost only, uh, in stadiums in terms of like concessions and silverware, like have everything be able to rot at least so that you can mm -hmm. divert all that waste from the landfill, which was really harmful for the air and all that stuff and divert that into either recycling or composting programs. I think that would be huge. <clears throat> and I'd love to see organically grown and like local produce being more of a focus of the food right. we, we generate in the in the stadium as opposed to shipped shipped all over the place and all that stuff so um those are a couple of things for sure your house got some solar stuff going on or what, the, what do you, so the, what, do you, what do you do it at every day in your everyday the life? one we just I mean, you don't just sing it you bring no it, right? no no yeah yeah i want my goal is to be in five years to be off the grid completely that's my really goal. <clears throat> at your house yeah that's my goal now, how so, do you do that when um, you say off the grid you'll have no electricity i would try to generate i would try to be uh even or um I, I forget the exact term but no net usage from the from the energy company so i'd maybe i'd have to borrow some occasionally but then i'd sell back that much and then some from my own energy usage and that'd be through geothermal solar panels um <clears throat> maybe getting some like heat heat transfer and going if i get like a pond or something in the backyard and use like the bottom of the the lake or the pond for heat transfer for the house um, that, that's something my, my wife's uncle does and it's incredible. It's so efficient. So I'd love to do that. Uh, and then growing my own food at some point, um, and trying to get at least, at least 80% organic food going like from, from my own garden. Wow. See, I told you folks, he was going to up the IQ of this yeah. podcast. It's not, it's not a hard task to do, <laughs> considering who the host is, but, uh, putting that Harvard education to work. I mean, that's something. I yeah. Mean, uh, well, we're, we're looking to get solar. So we had solar panels at my old house. Um, yeah. They were great. They powered us completely in the summer. During the winter, we had to get some from the grid for sure. But um, at the new house, we have a lot more roof space. But um, we're trying to get the solar score going <clears throat> as efficiently as we could before we put it in. But we're looking to put them in in October, November. Wow. All right. I'm going to check back in five years and Please see do. if you're yeah. off the grid. Please do. I hold how, you to that. <laughs> really? How far you are off the grid? Yeah. And I then if you're a Cincinnati Red, we'll come out and do a story on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not that far of a drive from Anderson Township to uh, Great American Ballpark. Not far. Yeah, it's, it's not, not far. It's you're not right. far. I just, I'm just throwing it out. There. <laughs>
I appreciate your time. I have you for, uh, oh, just hit the 30-minute mark. So uh, I don't want to upset Mike Vassallo <laughs> since he's got such a big title now. And he's senior such, executive. He's such a big deal. Kind of, <laughs> kind of a big deal. Uh, I appreciate your time, man. You're one of the good yeah. guys. I am so jealous of, of Sophia who does – what I do uh, for the brewer side, I'm like, she's got Brent Suter every day. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I, 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 you know, it's a dream, so I appreciate it. But really, thank you for having me. This has been a blast. Rooting for you most of the time outside. <laughs> of, uh, <laughs> you get it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel that. Well, all right. If you could do us a favor and uh, if you could take us out of the Jim Day podcast as, as Jim Carrey, I would uh, greatly appreciate an outro already all you cincinnatians thank you so much for joining us jim day brent Suter here have a great one take care now bye bye then